Good morning once again. Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. This is the story of the, the Magi, also known as the three wise men or the three kings. We notice that this is the only one of the four Gospels that tells this story as part of the Christmas narrative, and yet it's a part of our beloved Christmas story. It tells what happens after the birth of Jesus when these mysterious strangers come from afar to bring him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Listen again for the story as it is told. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who, was born, who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star in the east, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the... the among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. When Herod, then Herod secretly called for the Magi and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I too may go and pay him homage." When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in the east until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gold, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning on this um, beginning of a new year, just the second Sunday of 2023. I want to say hi to those worshiping online at home, Facebook Live, YouTube, and our sermon podcast. And of course, to all of you who are here today in person. I missed you last week. Um, some of you were here uh, or worshiping online. I was away with my family in Tahoe uh, after all the, uh, the events, the fun, the activity of Christmas. And I know that some of you are also kind of in recovery mode right now, you know, after all the, the joy and, um, and work that it takes to get through a Christmas year. Um, so whether you're here today full of hope and life for the new year or whether you're here kind of uh, limping, and still carrying some heavy burdens uh, of the past year, you're in the right place today. I was up in Tahoe over uh, New Year's Eve, and we, we had planned to have some friends come over to our cabin to spend the evening. And the, the kids and I were out sledding around on the hills. We were enjoying the snow. There was a lot of snow. I'll show you a couple pictures. Um, it, was, uh, it had been rainy here in the Bay Area, right? So you can imagine the snow in Tahoe a lot. Um, there it is. And um, so it was really dumping snow. And as, as, on New Year's Eve, the, the, the roads around our, our place were impassable. You couldn't get by. And so there was no way in or out of our cabin. And then right in the middle of the afternoon on, Christ, on New Year's Eve, um, the power went out. 
which is fun for kids. We didn't, we didn't have, you know, they make fun out of anything. We, we didn't have light or heat or Wi-Fi or cell service, some of the essentials of life. And so I put on all my snow gear and I tromped out from our cabin down the block to a corner, down the hill uh, to a place where I could get cell service. And I called my friends and we made a new plan that we would go to their house for New Year's Eve because they had power and light and the rest. But because I couldn't contact him, we had to agree, we'll meet in this one location in one hour from now. Ready? Go. So I walked back up the hill in the snow, back to the cabin, told my family the plan, and we went into uh, refugee mode. We got everything into our backpacks. We threw our stuff together. We put on our snow gear. We took the kids and tromped out of the cabin again, back down the hill to our, our meetup location. It felt like a secret mission almost, something like that. The next morning, after uh, spending New Year's Eve at their house, we, uh, we woke up and we worshipped with you online at 10 a.m. until 10.15 when their power went out. <laughs> and I had to ask myself, was this a sign? Somebody trying to tell me something? You know, I kind of had an epiphany, if you will, where, uh, where I said, and I put this in my New Year's resolutions this year, my goal for the year, stay away from the snow with my family. Doesn't work out well. But we did have a fun time, so thank you. Um, this is Epiphany Sunday, and the word epiphany uh, in English is often used that way, right? As a realization, as an idea, as something that comes to you, um, as an insight maybe. That's how we use that word epiphany in our lives. I had an epiphany. But Epiphany Sunday, um, as Pastor Erica has shared, is really also around this encounter with Jesus Christ, this uh, uh, showing up of God. The word epiphany, it literally means a manifestation. It's a Greek word, a manifestation, a showing forth of who God is in Christ. And so that's what happens in our scripture passage today, we, the one we just read from uh, Matthew chapter 2. It's the story of the Magi, those mysterious people who came from far away to seek and find Christ. This is the manifestation, the revelation, the discovery that God, of what God is doing, not just for the people of Israel, but for the whole world. Epiphany Sunday is a good news Sunday because it shows that God wants to reveal and show Jesus as the, with the light and the life that he brings, not just to the Jewish people, but to Gentiles like the Magi, to people like you and me. One thing I noticed in this story, just reading it again in the last week or so, is that probably anybody could look up into the night sky at that time. They could have looked up and seen the star and seen this amazing thing that was happening and wondered, what does it mean and how can I find out more and, and let's go. But it was only the Magi who looked up at the stars, who noticed the, the light, who set out to find the Christ. Anybody in our times could look around and say, well, God is at work, God is present, God is here. Here's how I know that or see that or experience that myself. But the truth is, we often don't. And so we gather week by week as a chance in our, um, in our daily lives to do that. We're doing that together. We're seeking to know more about who Christ is, to follow God's way, to sense God's presence, to encourage each other as all of us do that same task together. Christ is revealed and available, even when we don't know it or acknowledge it. The Magi are these foreign guys. They're not Jewish, maybe not even really religious, but they seek to understand what is going on, and we join with them today. 
So I want to take this familiar story, one that I, I'll bet you've heard a time or two about the Magi, the wise men, and let it be the basis for the message that I have for you this morning. I want us to use our baptized imaginations to think about what this story could mean for us. By that I mean, let's take the story and open our minds to see what God can say to us through it. So I have three words for you, three points as we start this journey into the new year, and as you seek to see a, um, the presence of God in your own life. As you listen for what God is trying to say to you today, maybe take these three words or ideas and see if they apply in some way for your life. Maybe the story of the Magi will help us. The first word is go. Go. Turn to somebody next to you and say go. Now say away. No, just kidding. That's, okay. So, okay, we can imagine the, the Magi in their homeland, maybe in Persia. Some traditions call it India or somewhere in the east. And they're just living their regular lives, their routines, their patterns of life. It's really hard to get out of patterns and routines in our life, isn't it? Um, somebody once said this, the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. Hmm. Whatever you tend to be doing today or tomorrow probably indicates some of the things you'll be doing next week, next month, and next year. Life is a series of habits. And so um, something has to really call to us or happen to us or challenge us or move us or inspire us or cause us to really get moving in a different direction than we've already been going. If something is going to change in our life, it takes kind of a, a push. I wonder for you today, as you hear the story of these seekers of God's light and truth, if you can imagine them, just imagine them there, seeing the star and making the decision to go. The decision. Making no decision would have been to stay in their regular routines. Made a decision. Let's go and see what this star is about, to get moving, to find out more, to take a step of faith. Sometimes we need to go even before we fully know where we're going. We need to go even before we fully know what it's all about. There's a video blogger guy, a travel video blogger on YouTube named Drew Binsky, and um, his claim to fame is that he has traveled to every country in the world. I think he's like 29 or something. Um, and he has this clothing brand that goes along with his video content about world travel, and his tagline is this, just go. Here's his brand, just go. And for him, this has to do with his desire to go to a lot of strange places, no matter what difficult or, or um, things may happen along the way. He says, just go, figure it out, find out more. And the Magi were this way, too. Before they knew where the star would lead them, they decided to go and follow it. In a way, they, they stepped out in faith before they fully knew what their faith was in. They were already moving in faith before they knew what that faith was all about. They saw the signs. They had some inkling that something important was going to happen. But in order to find out, they had to make a move. So I wonder for you today... If there's an aspect of your life on this Epiphany Sunday where just like the Magi made their decision to go, you are in a position to make that same kind of decision. What is it you need to decide about? Let's go. Let's try it. Let's do it. Let's take it on. 
I guess I'm not really talking about New Year's resolutions, although we all want to have healthy habits. What I mean is, where is the light of Christ leading you, inviting you, asking you, calling you, maybe challenging you to go this year or just this month or just this week or just for today? I don't mean geographically. I mean in your relationships. I mean in your work in your studies, with your health, in your spiritual life and faith, where is God asking you to go? As you set up your calendar and your habits and your expectations for this new year, will it be the same as the last, just a continuation of those same patterns? Or is there a way, and what is the way, that you're called to grow as you go, to try something new, to seek uh, what is in this new season of life for you? You know, there's an old saying. It says, um, all that glitters is not gold. Have you heard that before? All that glitters, ooh, let's go over there, is not gold. Not everything that calls your name is something that you should go towards or move towards. But if it is the light of Christ who guides you, who calls you, who lights your way, like the Magi, you and I must go. So the second um, part of this journey of the Magi that I was thinking about is this. The first one is go. They decide to go. The second one is this. Um, In any group or team or organization, there are always people who are making things better for others. In any group, there's always people making things better for others. I'm thinking about the way that those um, Magi traveled. Who made the plans? You know, who did the bookings? Who looked it up online and found out what the best rate was at each of the places along the way? Who packed the bags? Who cooked the food? Who baked cookies without chocolate chips, knowing that some of the Magi didn't like chocolate chips? And somebody had a food allergy, and they took into account when they did meal planning. Who did that stuff for them? I'm thinking about this group of Magi traveling and the way that some of them used their time to make things better for the others around them. They're all on a journey together, and some of them focused on that aspect. Often, those who are called to this kind of life and service are less noticed than others. The Magi could not have come from the distant east and made their way all the way in the ancient world to Jerusalem and then dealt with Herod and then gone on from there to Bethlehem and then discovered the baby Jesus and come up with their camel train, as we imagine it at least, and then gotten there laden with gifts if they didn't have people who were trying to make it better for them, help them along the way. So maybe this second word is a a word of encouragement for you if you are that kind of behind-the-scenes leader, the kind of behind-the-scenes person in your own family or group or work or school or church. If you're the glue person who holds things together, sometimes you can feel a little underappreciated for the contributions you bring. Remember this, there were people just like you among the Magi group that, uh, so long ago, and they did their part to help others see Jesus, and they were also there when they met him. So if this is you and your calling is something like this, to make things better for other people along the journey, remember, that is a holy calling too. And if it's not you, if that's not your kind of ministry or your kind of way of life, 
remember and bless and appreciate those who do it. Maybe this year as a church, we are on a journey like those magi. Maybe it's in your family that's on, maybe it's your family that is on an adventure, or your group of friends, or your work team, your school, your organization you're part of. It always takes people working to make things better for others along the journey. Is that God's word to you today? The first word is go in faith. The second word is make it better along the way. And the third word is what does it mean? What does it mean? One of the most important aspects of this story is that the the Magi not only saw the star in the sky, they not only knew the scriptures and the prophecies or what other people had said about it, they wanted to answer this question. What does it mean? Why should there be this giant star in the sky? What does it mean? And this is a question we we have to grapple with in our own lives of faith as well. What does it mean that Christ has come? What does it mean that God is here present with us? What does it mean that the good news is for all the world and all of its people? What does it mean, not in general, but for me? Seeking to grow up together in faith causes us to continuously ask this kind of question. What what is important for me about having a life of faith? Why is being a part of a church community helpful or good? How can I receive the message and let it speak into my own life this week? What does it mean? This past week, I was out at Pacific Catch at the, at the prune yard for dinner with my family. We were sitting there and um, eating some poke bowls and um, really healthy habits. Good job. Um, and there in the, in the TV in the bar area, we could, we could see over there um, that something was happening in the Monday night football game. And I bet a lot of you saw that as well. Um, One of the players named DeMar Hamlin um, made a tackle, and when he got up, um, he fell back to the ground. And the medical personnel came out, and the announcer said that it was a very very serious situation. Apparently, this football player's heart had stopped. He had stopped breathing. And live on national television, he was dying on the field. And the game was called to a halt, and the players, they knelt, and they wept, and they prayed, and I think a lot of people watching at home did too. This player was taken off the field by ambulance with his life hanging in the balance. The game was suspended, of course, because nobody could really go back out and play with this kind of scene going on. And I know a lot of you have have heard this news that this player, his, his, his situation has improved at the hospital. He was put into a medically induced coma. Uh, And then when he came out of it, he was still intubated, so he couldn't talk, but he was able to respond to directions and and wiggle his fingers and toes. He was even able to communicate through writing. And in his hospital bed, Damar um, Hamlin, he asked this question. He wrote on a piece of paper, did we win? And the doctors, this is a great story, the doctor said, yes, Damar, you won. You won the game of life. What does it mean? To have a second chance at life after you almost die on a football field? What does it mean to have another chance starting again, starting today, to go out into all the challenges and all the joys and the hopes and all the stuff that's sitting right outside the door today waiting for you? What does it mean for you to go, for you to try and make it better, for you to seek what God has for you in your life? 
I pray that you will take these three words with you this morning. The story says that the Magi, when they arrived in Bethlehem, they opened their treasure chests, and they brought out gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that word, um, treasure chests in Greek, listen to the word. It's thesaurus. That's the word for a treasure chest, a thesaurus, which we know of as a, a treasure chest of words, something that holds words in the English language. And I'm giving you these treasures, these words today, to see if you will take them with you. Um, I open the treasure chest of this passage. I offer the words to you, and here they are again. Go where God is leading you. Make it better for the ones you're with. Seek and ask, what does it mean as you take the journey again this year? May it be so for you. Amen. Amen.